It is Victory Monday, September 26th. This is Jaguars Happy Hour. Jaguars Happy Hour is presented by Jet Home Loans. And now, a guy who will attempt to bring out the lock in everyone, J.P. Welcome in. It is Victory Monday, and it is Jaguars Happy Hour, and I am J.P. Shadrick. We've got a busy two hours ahead. After a Jaguars win, Vaselli and Prisco are standing by. Jaguars blasted the Chargers 38-10. It could have been worse. Smooth on offense, strong on defense. This team's got it all right now. Fanatics fan questions. And we'll go around the National Football League. Let's hear from Doug Peterson after the game. A full team victory in L.A. I'm just so proud of these guys. You know, the way they the way they work during the week. And um, they're beginning to, to see, I think, just what it takes to, to win in this league. And it takes the hard work and preparation. And um, they're starting to come together as a football team. And that's that's all I can ask for. They play extremely hard. And. That's just what I told them after the game is is that if they continue to, to do these little things right, good things can happen to this football team, and, and today was an example of that. There you have it, Doug Peterson after the game. Tony Baselli in studio with me here in Jacksonville. Pete Prisco down in South Florida. Good afternoon. Good afternoon. What a uh, – man, I wish I'd have locked it. I was on the verge <laughs> of locking it last week. I you missed the opportunity. You were not. Shut up. You were not. <laughs> what do you mean? I was too. I said I, – I thought – I said all week I thought they'd win. <laughs> you go read, go read Osher's thing before the game. I picked them to win. You, did, was that after you found out that Herbert wasn't gonna, was going to be that limited, or what? I said before. I, I said whether Herbert plays or not, I think the Jaguars will win. Well, you didn't say that last Monday. I thought I said I thought it would come down to the. I thought they'd have a great showing and come down into the fourth quarter. <laughs> he had a whole week to he's think got, about. You know it. what he does, JP? He's got like twelve different media outlets, so he's going to get the pick right somewhere. Right, right. No, I picked him. I picked him to win everywhere. You didn't pick him to win on here on this spot last Monday. I said I'm not ready to lock it. I think it's going to be a great game, and I think it'll be very close. But you didn't say they would win. I didn't say they'd lose either, like you. No, I, I said they would lose, but I said it would be close. I, said, I, 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 said, I stand by my pick. I'm not changing picks every uh, Tuesday. What do you got for this week coming up? You got something tonight, something on Wednesday, something on Thursday. You'll change back on Friday. No, I haven't picked, Come this, on, week. I haven't picked pick this week. I haven't picked this week yet. You didn't pick them last week yet either because did you didn't too. pick them. I picked them. JP, can I get a can I get a, a, a verdict from you? You're going to be the one who's going to decide this? Did he pick it on this show? I don't remember him saying definitively, yes, the Jaguars will win on Sunday on this show. So, no. I think I, I, think I, did. I, think I did. <laughs> guess what? We're not going to the videotape. Well, you know what's okay. you know what I'll say this. better about it, JP, is I texted him during the game, and, I, and, and he acted like, he, like I knew it was going to happen. I did. I picked him. <laughs> Ask Osher. Oh, my gosh. Now, I'll say one thing. One edit to the show today. We are not doing AFC Power Rankings. Why not? Because that's done. We are doing AFC Power Rankings. Oh, okay. you said we're not doing the AFC South Power Rankings. Uh-huh. That's what I said. We're not, doing AFC, we're not doing AFC South Power Rankings. That's been decided. We've, got bigger, one. we've got bigger fish to fry. Dude, we're the For- number two seed right now. If the season ended today, we'd be the number two seed. <laughs> Producer Baselli taking over again. Whatever you want, Tony. Two seed, two seed Pete. That's, that's where fun. we are right now. 
Hey, look, all kidding aside, nobody saw that coming. No. Nobody. And I don't watch the tape today. They mauled them. I did. I watched it. They beat the daylights out. I did too. They beat the daylights out. Oh, of you them. did watch. I think she did not watch. No, I yeah, did. They yeah. beat the daylights out of them. Yeah, I mean that was a beat up Chargers team. So let's just start there. By the end, they were without five Pro Bowlers. Well, um, well let's in the past, Jaguars teams would not take advantage of that. Oh no, no, you're missing my point. Right. I was about to make my follow point. They win that game if all five are there. Correct. I mean, I would agree with you. Yeah, they win the. My point. I mean, yeah. they bloom out because I mean, now I don't think they win by four touchdowns. <laughs> right. And by the way, they didn't play great in the first half in the red zone. They were awful. If they play well in the red zone, they win by f- five touchdowns, well, six touchdowns. The, and we'll get to this later, but the play calling in the red zone left something to be desired too. Yeah, I, I had some questions a couple times why they didn't go to James Robinson more in between the tackles because that's where they were having the success. But you know, it's hard to be picky. About the play calling when they scored 38 points. <laughs> 38 <laughs> points. <laughs> Quarterback throws three touchdowns and they have 38 points and we're we, picking on them. <laughs> we expect a 50-burger every week. <laughs> yeah. Boy, we forget where we were last year at this time, <laughs> <Right>. don't we? <laughs> Unreal. Well, we got to find the bad and the good. That's just who we are. But it was um, – I mean, that, in all seriousness, I, I, in all jo- taking the jokes aside, I did not pick them – definitively the win i had a good feeling i was a f- last week i mean on the show as the week went on i said they would win and because i it was funny for me as i thought about the game more and more and more i got more confident that they were going to win and um it's a it's a town ta- when the quarterback's going it's a talented group i mean christian kirk is good zay jones with the 10 catches yeah career high I mean, James Robinson going fifty on a rebuild Achilles. They, they the offensive line played good. I mean, Jawan Taylor. I don't know what like got into him, but he sh- shuts down every pass rusher over there that comes to his side. Contract baby. Um, and I th- he's really being coached well. Phil Rauscher's a really good coach, Pete. I mean, really good. <laughs> Uh, yeah, and, and, and there's a couple of nitpicky things with Taylor we'll get to later, but but I'm with you, Tony. I mean – Yeah, he he position blocks a little too much in the run game at times. Yes. Um, which is frustrating. But, I mean, overall, gosh, he's playing good. It's a talented group. And ETN, I mean – He gives them a nice Japan when he comes in. Yes. I mean, so – and defensively, they're physical now. Yeah, they are. Gosh, they're physical. The and the there, length there is there yeah they're they're tough Roy Roberts and Harris is killing dudes yes and the length that they have the addition of Devin Lloyd and Trayvon Walker and their length and what they're able to do and the ground that they can cover and the violence with which Trayvon Walker yeah. plays is like stunning he's just, just you know skimming the surface and he doesn't even know how to rush the passer uh, yet that's right no but he did get in into the guy like you said last week yes he finally over- in the fourth yeah. quarter like do that in the first yep. quarter yeah. Um, and Josh Allen's playing well. He's all over the place. How about Devin Lloyd leads the league in passes defense? He has six. Anybody in the NFL? That's it's pretty amazing. And the Jaguars as a, a team lead the league. There's a play in that game, though. You know, the interception was nice. The batting the ball was nice because he got depth on it. But there's a play where he has to go to the sideline to make a tackle. Do you remember that play? 
oh my god, if he doesn't make it, the guy gets about twenty yards. He went over there and and just in a pass play, a little short pass play, and just dropped the guy for no gain. He yeah, can fly. He can run. He can run. <laughs> They're faster. Yeah, it's fast. The team's faster. They were slow as can be last year. Well, and, and Pete, this we've had fast defenses in the past here. You know, I think of twenty seventeen, even twenty eighteen, they were still fast. Um, we've not had speed in offense for a long time, and it's a fa- like Zay Jones can like go. And Christian Kirk can go. Like the, I mean, and ETN can go. ETN can go. Agnew can go. Like, like the fastest receiver on the team last year was Marvin Jones. He's now the slowest receiver. Yeah, that's right. And and Marvin Jones had is like doing exactly what you pay Marvin Jones to do, making hard contested catches. That catch in the back for a of the tight end, end zone. can run too. Huh? You know, Tony for a tight end, Ingram can run oh, too. Ingram can fly. Yeah. Um. But, like, and the catch Marvin Jones had was tremendous. Fantastic. In the back of the end zone. Holy yeah. cow. I don't know why. I, I was trying to figure out where that was going. <laughs> but, man, it went over the ear hole of the defensive back is what it did. Right. It was a great play. And I, uh, I still couldn't figure out if Ingram was in. He was not. Yeah, I don't think heel, he was either. Yeah, his heel was up. Looked like. But, yeah, they spread the wealth, um, you know. This felt a little different for Lawrence because he was throwing it into contested situations like this. Last week, there wasn't a lot of that. It was a lot of open guys and kind of keep it short. Um, this felt a little different in that regard this week. No, it was it was great. I mean, it was just it was a fun game. Everything about it, I thought they played. And I, what I really liked about Trevor in this game, he started off a little slow. He missed two balls. To guys who are open, an out that should be an easy throw, and then the in route, um, and he missed both. And I was sitting there watching it, going, "Oh, I'm like, I because he started like against the Commanders, he started slow and never really recovered. He started fast against the Colts and never let up. But this was fun for me in seeing the you know kind of a, another step in the growth. Is like, okay, missed a couple early ones, plays he should make, but then just got hot." and made great plays and used his athletic ability and moved around and stood tall in the pocket. Um, yeah, he was he was great again, and, and the numbers tell you the story. And Doug designed a great game plan. And he, I like his aggressiveness. And, you know, there's it's hard to, like, it's hard to pick, like, a bad thing. So they were bad in red zone. Okay, let's just, like, focus on that. Right. Like, the week before, they weren't great against Indy in the run game. And so, like, there was something they could really approve. And I was talking to guys on the field before the game, coaches and players, and they said they told me, like, we are going to run the ball today against these guys. And we're going to go between the tackles. And they did. Um, it, was, it was fun. It was, a, it was a fun day. This is a good football team. You know, like, I want to get greedy. We should be 3-0. Right. I mean, if you, play, like, if you just <laughs> right. make, like, some basic plays – Against the Commanders, you're three and zero, um, but there's probably some goodness somewhere in you know in the universe that you know that they lost that game to get them where they are now. So it's it's exciting and it sets up a huge matchup. You know, you could argue one of the marquee matchups in the NFL next week with the three and zero Philadelphia Eagles who are playing the best football in the NFC right now. I'm not saying they're the best team; they're playing the best football. They're the best team in the in the NFL right now. Philly is, yeah. I mean, they're really yeah. good. And, and I mean, they just just mauled Carson Wentz on Sunday. Eight just sacks. Mauled. 
13, I think it was 14 hits. Mm-hmm. I mean, eight sacks and 14 mm-hmm. hits. They just mauled him. And, uh, and Jalen Hurts is playing amazing. This game, if I'm a, if from a Jaguars perspective, and, and I know we're getting a little ahead of it right here, but we'll talk about it later, but this one worries me a little bit in large part because of the way they play offense in Philly. They get you going one way and come back the other way. And when you have a bunch of young, athletic, aggressive guys, that could be problematic. That, this worries me. This one will worry. And they're good on the offensive line. This will be the real, this will be a real test. Because the Chargers' offensive line isn't that good. Slater's good, but the rest of it's not. And they didn't have their center on Sunday. But this will be a real test for this defensive front, Tony. That offensive line in Philly is good. No, they're absolutely they're good. But I got a good feeling again this week. Oh, here uh, we go, Pete. Oh, here we go. Here I got a good feeling, go. I'm telling you. You don't that all that preparing for that offense in in the middle of a season off a long trip and it's tough to do when you're a young aggressive team that doesn't worry you. No, because I, I'd actually be more worried if they were veteran because I think this group was like young and dumb enough just to say like, like you heard Trevor Lawrence and I'm not saying dumb in a negative word like and just right. like just yeah. like you heard Trevor Lawrence afterwards say hey we're a good team we think we're a good team. And not that we won't have bad games or bad moments or whatever, but they believe they're good, Pete. And that's well, what – Yeah, you're right. They're starting it. You could just tell once they scored on Sunday that they thought they were good, that they were the better team. Yeah, you, you could felt see it. it. Like, I felt it pregame. Like, talking to the guys, like, the, the way – like, players are always saying, oh, we're going to do this or that. But the, the, how they said it in such a matter-of-fact, not arrogant, not just, boasting, just like confident. This, is, this is what we're going to do. Yeah. See, and I, think, and I think from that standpoint, from Trevor's standpoint, to go out in that venue against a quarterback who everybody's raving about, who's a year ahead of you, and to outplay him. And I know he's hurt, but you're on the field. You're accountable for what you do. He outplayed. Justin Herbert, this is the kind of game that takes you from the mindset of, okay, I think I'm pretty good to I know I'm good. Well, to that point, Pete, you go do that in Philly, and you go steal a victory up in Philly in front of that crowd, it won't just be Jaguar fans talking. It'll be the entire NFL going, oh, my, who are these guys? And, <laughs> and then when you think back to last year. <laughs> well, just, I mean, because I, I think everyone thought they had more talent than they were getting out of it. I mean, this was, the, it wasn't a three-win talent team last year. It was just so poorly. They were coached by a clown. Let's put it out there. They were coached by an idiot. Yeah, it was it was bad. Um, But on a separate note, and I know JP wants to go to break here. He does. I can see uh, by his face. How about the. How about the lowly AFC South going 3-0 and yesterday against the AFC West? Mm, yeah. And let me tell you what. The Raiders and the Chargers have major issues. Major. The Chiefs might have some offensive issues too, by the way. Because they don't have the speed they once did, Pete. Yeah. And you know how Gus plays them. Gus plays them all off and makes them be patient and slow, and that's they have problems too. Look, I always say this after week three or four. Is anybody any good in this league right now? Yeah, the Eagles. That might be it, right? Yeah. Because you don't – I mean, Miami's 3-0, and and they beat Buffalo, but that Buffalo team was a shell of itself on Sunday. They were all bad. And they had 400 yards of offense and lost and controlled the time of possession. So I don't know about Miami, but Philly is good. You left out the Jaguars, Pete. 
Well, I was waiting for Tony to say it. No, well, we'll I'm going to wait for the AFC Power Rankings because okay. I, got, I got some shocking. Right. I got something shocking to reveal. Well, that's coming up in <laughs> oh probably God. about 30 minutes time. We'll yeah. uh, we'll get to that coming up. Uh, plenty ahead, of course, in the second hour. We'll have the uh, fan questions from social media. We'll go around the to NFL. Tweet today. Sorry. Yeah. What are we doing? Uh, poor job. Poor. Poor. Very poor. Jaguars were not poor yesterday. They had a great game in L.A. 38-10 the final. We'll continue to recap it. We'll discuss Trevor Lawrence's day a little bit deeper. The spreading of the wealth to the receivers in Los Angeles. Jaguars win it. PRI Productions, the official event production company of the Jaguars, has everything you need to bring your next idea to life. Visit PRIproductions.com. We're off and running. It's Jaguars Happy Hour, presented by Jet Home Loans on the Jaguars Digital Network. The station that the Jaguars listen to, 1010XL. Home of the Jacksonville Jaguars. Definitely, you know, when you're inside the 10 and you settle for a couple field goals, that's not ideal. And that was something I talked about just kind of having to figure out, settle in, what do we want to do in the red zone based on what they're showing us. You know, they do a good job of showing a lot of different looks and you got to figure out what they're going to do that game because they change it up week to week. So that's always kind of the battle and uh, I think we did a good job responding. Obviously, you want to make those touchdowns and that'll be big moving forward and that's, that's one thing we can we can grow, one area we can grow in. So we'll, we'll look at it and improve. But uh, like we said, to be able to go finish in the second half, especially that one drive thing, when I ended up having the QB sneak on the fourth and goal, or fourth and one or fourth and inches, and then being able to finish with points there, that was that was huge. That's Trevor Lawrence, Jaguars quarterback, 262 yards through the air, three touchdowns, 115.5 rating after a career high rating in week two, and uh, he's only been sacked twice this year. He is sixth in the league in rating for the season. And welcome back, it's Jaguars Happy Hour. JP Shadrick, Tony Baselli. And Pete Frisco recapping a Jaguars win over the Chargers. And for nine years, DreamFinders Homes has been proud to call themselves the official home builder of the Jaguars. Visit DreamFindersHomes.com for all the available inventory and go Jags. Go Jags. Let's go Jags. Uh, all right. So uh, Trevor Lawrence, you meant, he, he mentioned it there, the red zone early. They had to settle for field goals of 22, 23. And uh, uh, 20, yards. 22. Yeah. 23, 22, 22. Yeah, that's right. Um, that's not ideal. No, and I'll, I'll say this. After the first two, when we got down there, it was like a 22-yarder or 23, the back-to-back ones, and it was 6 nothing. I was like, this is the type of game you end up losing late. Or it changes quickly because they only need one touchdown. Like you, like they were doing nothing, but they need one play, and next thing you know, they have the lead, and it's so deflating. Now, th- you know, thankfully that did not happen. Um, but that's something that's got to get cleaned up. They were not good in the red zone, in the tight red zone. I mean, they got down there within the ten, within the five, one time, and could not get it in. And that's uh, something they have to work on. Pete, Pete, how do they work on that? Pete, leave. Where's Pete? I'm here. Oh, there you are. When you you see the field squeeze, that makes the tight windows even that much tougher, Tony, you know? So that's something they got to get used to. I didn't like the end around the open and one one little series on the the little reverse to to Zay Jones. I did not either. I mean, just go. 
Just go. Go play football. I'm a big believer. Go play football. You don't need that there. Unless it works. Uh, even then, I mean, just, okay, it works. But you go play football. You you agreed. You didn't I didn't like love that call. the call. No. But, you know, sometimes you got to mix something in there. Why not? Yeah. Maybe, maybe you pop one. Not, not there. Not there. I, I just didn't like it. Be, not so much because that call by itself, Pete. I just didn't think they ran between the tackles when they, you know, when they got in that tight red zone where it does get tighter and it becomes more difficult, you know, and I'm not saying getting the big goal line personnel, like stay spread out, but get, you know, get some zone read action and, and, and put some pressure on the defense. Cause that's where they were having success in between the tackles. Hmm. But you're right. You can't, you can't kick against the Eagles. If you kick field goals, you're not winning. No. Although the Eagles in back-to-back weeks, Pete started fast in games and then did not do much in the second half. Which is why my theory on playing them is tough because it's hard to figure it out. Maybe teams adjust when they figure – you know what I mean? They they ambush you early and then you figure it out a little bit. Yeah, I I think Sunday is going to be a game. If they can weather the early emotion and the crowd and the firepower of that Eagles offense, that they win the game. Oh, we're building towards another I'm, I'm just saying, if, it, if, if, if they are ahead at halftime or down by one possession, yeah. they win the game. Hmm. You can't – one thing you can't do is play them like the Vikings played them and play off the whole time and just let him stand there and do whatever he wants to do. I, I don't I, – I think that was a terrible – the Vikings had a terrible plan last week. Well, you have to, and that's you, what Ed Donatel does, but they had a terrible plan. You have to make him make plays. Hard Correct. contested plays. Now Correct. they got they got some weapons now. AJ Brown and Devontae Smith, those two cats can roll. Goddard. You know, Dallas Goddard's a good play. Travis Kelsey's still playing at an elite level at center position. Jason. You, um or I'm sorry, Jason Kelsey, Travis's brother. Um you got Lane Johnson, the right tackle. Vitae's playing I mean but, not Vitae, um Malata's no, playing great Malata's at left tackle. Playing, yeah, but I think you could beat him with speed. I would now, give you that. The reality is, is Jalen Hurts does a good job in the pocket, so and he's so big, mm-hmm. you better have a tight corner, <laughs> otherwise you're not getting there. Um, and the kid, the kid from Alabama is developing into a good guard. Landon Dickerson's developing into a good guard. I mean, they have talent on that team. That's a, and then by the way, they can rush the passer, which is also a problem. Well, we'll get to that in a second, but I think where the Jags are going to fare well is the speed they have on defense. Like, Devin Lloyd can run, and so he'll be able to track down Jalen Hurts. Trayvon Walker can run. Josh Allen can I mean, they can run. Lucon can run. Lucon. I mean, they can run in that front seven. And you know who's playing just lights out, in my opinion? I mean, really good football is, is Rayshon Jenkins at the safety position. And you talk about, like, I don't remember him being this physical last year, Pete. I mean, he is smacking people. <laughs> I mean... <laughs> You know who's uh, not playing well in that secondary? Darius, Darius Williams. Williams. Yeah. He's having you, problems. You and I, he, he just he doesn't look right. He what doesn't was look the official confident, injury but, on Sha- uh, Shaq Harris? Hip. Hip. It was a hip injury. Uh, by the way, um, Rayshon Jenkins, five tackles in yesterday's game. And but of it, course, it's, it's the, like, yeah. he comes, the physical violence he comes up with on contest. I mean, he's like... I know he got beat on the one. He got he got stuck, you know, sitting on the route and looking inside. Um, but but wasn't Darius Williams supposed to carry that guy too on that play? 
No, the I, deep. Are you talking about the deep ball? Yeah, I, I think it was cover two, Pete. I think that was him. Uh, you think he has to get over the top of that and then yeah. play, make the play there? Yeah. Uh, it was a, that was. I mean, the throw was incredible. <laughs> One of the best throws I've ever seen. Me too. I sit there on Sunday. I go, oh my god, I can't believe I just saw that throw with my own eyes. What do you throw? It's seventy or sixty-five yards on a rope. With with Josh Allen hanging off his back. Right. It was, yeah. He's special. I mean, Justin Herbert's a special cat now. Um, but what I, I what think, do you think? I mean, yeah, when you play Hurts, you can't allow him to get the big plays. So you got to I, – I get why teams want to play him that way. I just wouldn't. You know, you want to keep him – you want to have eyes on him, Tony. But I think it makes it easy on him. I think that makes it easy on him. And I can't imagine – Mike Caldwell is going to do that anyways. That's just not who he is. Yeah, I think you have a good plan. I mean, they the one thing the Jags like to do on defense, they like to twist a lot of line stunts up front, and they like to the blitz. They come after you. It'll be interesting to see. I like he, it. It'll be interesting to see what he does with Jalen Hurts, who can kill you with his legs. If he gets How about free. the one play where they had the, the double A-gap blitz with the two linebackers and dropped Trayvon Walker into coverage, and he <laughs> made an unbelievable play? I mean, that's creativity. That's why Mike Caldwell's done a good job with that defense just in from a schematic standpoint, I think. No. What, what were their sack numbers yesterday? They didn't get them on the – Only they, one. What was it? How many times? One. One, they, right? Yeah. One. Yeah. They, they influenced him. them all the entire game, but they didn't get them on the ground. Yeah, they hit him that's six next times step. officially. Six hits on the quarterback, one sack. They got to start getting them on the ground. Yeah, it was uh, – yeah, I didn't think they – Rushed the passer great yesterday. I thought that was just okay. I mean, Josh Allen had, what, four pressures. So, I mean, Josh Allen was getting after He just didn't get home. Um, but they're physical. Did Walker I mean, get credit for any pressures? Because he had a couple where he was – did he get any credit for any pressures? Um, he does not have a quarterback hit officially, so. I thought he had a couple pressures, though. Well, the official game book but doesn't you're right, Tony. pressures. They, yes. Yeah, yeah. You're, Tony's right. They gotta they gotta get more pressure, uh, and that's Walker's next step. He's taken the step where he's become a really good end, a r- outside linebacker slash end. Now he's got to take the next step where he learns how to become a really special pass rusher because the tools are there. I mean that guy. I put a play on Twitter today where the tight end came down the line and tried to block him. <laughs> he just sent him into. I mean, he blasted him. The guy wanted no part of him. Yeah, well, he's a he's a he's a physical menace on it, the field. It's funny you mention that, Pete, because you know you give Tony Baselli a lot of grief about mispronouncing names and getting some things wrong from time to time. Well, on Twitter today, he referenced Travis Walker crushing McKitty. No. You know what? Let me tell you something. That was. <laughs> It was uh, auto-corrected, and I fixed it, and it's out there as Trayvon Walker. I know what oh I did. Oh my goodness! Who's, unbelie- who's Travis, Travis Wa- Walker and McKitty. You more look at the look at the next tweet. Come on, if you're going to show that one, show the tweet who, who is, where it was who corrected is Travis Walker, it was auto-corrected. Who is that? Is that a new player we signed? Look at the look at. Uh, go we- ahead, <laughs> if you're going to show that, show the corrected one because that was auto-correct. I don't know. It was out there. It's Pete. all we got, Pete. It's Sorry. all we got. I don't yeah. know. No, it's not all you got because you can look on Twitter. If you if you knew if you were smart enough to figure out how to use t- Twitter, Baselli, you would see that it says Trayvon Walker. No, I, I just thought Travis. I don't know, McKitty. McKitty must be a new addition. 
McKinney of the Chargers. All right, let's come back in a moment. We'll get back to these. He he's, he's speechless. Yeah, he is nothing to no. say. We got him on that one, I think. Well, it's not hard to get him. No, it's, it's nice when it pays off, though. He's a sitting duck. Hey, we're back uh, in a moment. We'll get into the wide receivers yesterday a little later. We're going to keep it real about the offensive line. That's in the second hour of the show. Your questions, plenty more ahead. It's Jaguars Happy Hour presented by Jet Home Loans on the Jaguars Digital Network. Mike Dempsey and Fat Tony. Jaguars today. All Jaguars, all NFL, all the time. 10 to noon weekdays on 1010XL. Yeah, we have our 24-hour rule. We're going to enjoy this. Um, you know, everybody in this locker room is just focused on, focused on us right now, this team that we have right now. We're not worried about anything else um, and just controlling what we can control. So, um, you know, we're going to enjoy this one, but like I said, it's on to the next. That's Devin Lloyd, Jaguars linebacker. That's Tony Vaselli, who just walked in front of the shot. If you're watching on Jaguars.com. Oh, I love it. He's like an eclipse. Welcome back. Jaguars happy hour. J.P. Shadrick, Tony Vaselli. I'm not going to say a word. Pete Prisco down in South Florida. Jaguars over the Chargers. And that was Devin Lloyd, Jaguars linebacker. Defense, another strong performance. Uh, Jags are third in total defense in the NFL. They are tied for fourth in scoring defense. They are number one in rushing defense. They are number one in takeaways, tied for first. They are number one in passes defensed with 26. I think someone said at the beginning of the year they'd be a top 10 defense, and I got criticized by Pete Prisco. No, you didn't. Yeah. What are you talking about? I didn't criticize you. Changing uh, topics real quick because I won that argument already. Um, Oh, wow. Pete, the stake I had Saturday night, Joey was there as well in L.A., up in Santa Monica. Top three stakes I've ever had in my life. All right. What made it so – where was it and what made it so special? Because I've probably been at that restaurant. We probably went there at Super Bowl or something. It was in Santa Monica at BOA, B-O-A, and it was a Wagyu ribeye. And I don't know what made it so good, but it was d- just delicious. It had to be like a scene out of a caveman like movie or something, watching you tear into a Wagyu steak. Like a tomahawk, was, he holds it and eats it up. It was I no, mean, no yeah, you got it, JP. You're right. Yeah. There was no I mean, bone. What, I but, mean, but there had to be something else about it. I mean, because let's be real. The, it's like unleaded gasoline and the high octane no. gasoline. It comes all this all comes out of the same thing. Vodka, Tito's, and all the other ones, they all come out of the same bin. You, no. Your steak is the same, and no, so they must have been the way they prepared it. It was not. It was grilled. However, it was grilled. It was medium rare plus. It was per- perfect. It was perfection. And, and and what about the sides? I know there had to be about ten sides too. Oh, sides were outstanding. Yeah. The appetizers were good. There might have been some red wine involved, and the desserts. I was not a good boy. I ate. Every dessert, we ordered one of every dessert on the menu, and I ate every one. So when you go on the road like that. Oh, two cookies. Thank you, Joe. It turns it in. How do you turn that in as a per diem meal? Yeah, great. Good point. <laughs> uh, I did not. I was a, I was an invited guest. Oh, so you were freeloading. <laughs> <laughs> what? 
Why? Why did it? That, that does not surprise me. I bet you get a lot more freeloading going on now that you got the, oh, <laughs> the yeah. jacket. Right? Oh, absolutely. I bet free. No doubt. It was so good, though, Pete. It was all time. And you know what? It just was like it was just a preclude to a big win. Or the preview, not preclude. I mean, preclude. <laughs> it's going to preclude you from winning? Is that yeah, what you're no, saying? No, that was the wrong. It was that an old Honda car? No, that's yeah, prelude. That was prelude. My <laughs> wife had a prelude. Angie had a prelude in college. Um, no, no. no that's where it's going to preclude him from winning is what he's saying. No, it was a preview to the big win. So are you trying to say prequel? Oh, I'll be, I'm going to have to go find a good steak in Philly because we're winning. Get a Philly cheesesteak. Good steak. Well, the problem with Philly is I want to go get a really good steak. I hope we get land early enough so I can go get a like a Jim's or a, you know Jim's steak, uh, cheese steak. What's the other Gino's one? Gino's like? or Jim's is the best one. Yeah, Jim's. I always Gino's thought Jim's was the best. Or Pat's. Mm. Oh, Jim's burned Jim's down. Burned I found down, out. I or maybe Pat's. Go to Pat's. I just want to go get a Philly cheese steak and then I think still a lot of stuff a good in Philadelphia dinner. these days is burned down. <laughs> All right. Um, um, by, the way, by the way, by the way, I got to tell this story about the because when was the last time the Jaguars played in Philly? It's been a while, right? It was probably the first uh, game it? when they scored like three touchdowns in the first quarter. It was seventeen nothing. Gus Bradley's first that, year playing Chip Kelly, and they were up seventeen nothing, and then got blown out by like twenty one points. Twenty. Maybe it was the one before that when Fred was still playing, and they went up there, and Philly was good then, I think. And and well, anyways. My brothers came up for the game, and I got them tickets. My wife was there and my brothers, and they were in the crowd. And they said it was the most – and my brothers are, are as vile and disgusting as I am as human being. It's bad. And they were in that crowd, and they said it was the worst experience they've ever had in their entire life. Yeah, it's not. It's, they a, said it's a tough crowd. It was gross. Wait till we go up there and beat them. Go but, up there and just, but maybe that was like 2014 or something with Fred Taylor, somewhere along Fred those lines. Fred had a good game. Fred was gone by 14. What year was that? I'm it was looking. a while ago. I'm looking. I, I remember. Well, that. The, yeah, whatever it was. Um, but still, those that crowd is brutal. Brutal. Pete, what they're, do you think? They're, they're what, the worst. What do you think is going to happen Sunday? Close game. Who's winning? Let's, you know what? Let, let's, we're gonna, let's put it on the table right now so there's no disagreement next week. Who's Go winning? Ahead, put it on. Put it on. I want to hear what you have to say. I'm asking you first. I ask first. Answer. I'm picking I'm picking the Eagles. You're picking the Eagles. What's the score? Three. They'll win by a field goal. They're seven-point favorites. Yeah. So I like the Jaguars with the points, but I'm going to take uh, – I'm going to take the Eagles to win by three. You? Go ahead. Put it out there. Let's put it out there. Jags. Eagles. Good game. Fourth quarter. What's the pick? We know the game. It's going to be 27-24 Jags. Wow. Lock it. Oh, he brought it out he in the first it. hour. Where's where's the sound? Where's the sound effect? It 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 played. It played. Yeah. They're so uh, they're so stunned they didn't have it ready to go. Yep. Didn't I think got, anybody got be a foolish feeling. enough to lock it. I got a feeling. Boy, what's in that cup? We're uh, we're drinking the the uh, the half Kool-Aid. full the Kool-Aid. half full Kool Aid cup. I got huh? the Kool Aid. Like that. 
I mean, it must be teal Kool-Aid too, because you're, you're all in. He, you've gone from week one to questioning this team. Now you have him like going on the Reed road. Beating That's the best not team true. In the league. Wanna, I want... never, I've said from the beginning, it's a seven to nine win team. That's are what you, I said. Are you changing that? Yeah. You want to amend I'm, that? I am now at an eight to 10. Mm. Mm. What are you, Pete? I was what? Six to six to eight. You so I'll probably eight. go seven to nine. We're creeping up. By the way, because that's one I didn't think they would get. I'll be honest with you. I didn't think they'd get that. Before the season, you didn't think they would get it either. Oh, that was never a doubt. That game in Philly was in 2014. So it was Gus's second year. Okay. Fred wasn't there, though. No, no, no. It was 17 0 right out of the gate. Alan Hearns had two touchdown passes or two touchdown catches. There was one when Fred played there. I know there was. Yeah. And then the Eagles scored the rest of the points after (laughs) down 17 0. All right, um, let's come back in a moment. The AFC power rankings. Oh, AFC, yes. Thank you. Because we already know who the best team in the South is. We're going to look at the other South games. And it is right here in Jacksonville, your Jaguars. And we're the number two seed in the AFC right now, if the season was then. When are we going to have the in the hunt uh, graphics for the show? Not this week. A little little premature for that. uh, We'll get to that next week. All right. After the win in Philly. Huh? 2724. Huh? I like it. Uh, check out the official Jaguars Podcast Network. It's free on iTunes, Spotify, or wherever you download your podcast. It's Jaguars Happy Hour, presented by Jet Home Loans on the Jaguars Digital Network. When Jaguars news breaks, you'll hear about it first on 1010XL, home of the Jacksonville Jaguars. It's awesome, you know, two weeks in a row. I think that's the, that's the coolest thing is just big win last week and to see that same focus and intensity and preparation this week, um, I think that's the sign, obviously, that we're heading in the right, in the right direction. And should I keep doing that week in, week out? Um, obviously, every week's going to present new challenges and um, you just got to come ready to play. And, and we did that today and it was awesome. We're going to enjoy it the rest of the day. And like we said last week, tomorrow we're moving on. Moving on, it's Trevor Lawrence, Jaguars quarterback. Welcome back. Jaguars happy hour, J.P. Shadrick, Pete Prisco, Tony Baselli, the Hall of Famer. The Jaguars are 2-1 and one in first place in the AFC South. They're headed to Philly next week where Tony Baselli just predicted, uh, actually he locked, he didn't just predict it, he locked a Jaguars win in Philly next week. I got a good feeling. Why? Uh, I think the Jaguars are fast. On defense, I think Mike Caldwell will have a great plan, and um, I, I just, yeah, and I think they believe. I, I think they just, I think this group has bought into what Doug, Doug has told them. It's a revenge game for Doug too. And he had a lot of yeah. emotion. Yeah, on, on half the coach and stuff. And, and too. I think, and I think the coach, I think the players like Doug a lot, like a lot, and I think they know it's an important game. I think, I think they're going to go out and just. Fly around. It'd be, I mean, I, I'm, I'm locking it and I'm picking them. I think it's going to be dang close in the fourth quarter. I would agree with that. I would agree with that. There are things that make me worry about it, though. Back-to-back road games after a West Coast trip. Tough. That's tough. Preparing for that offense on a, on a condensed week. I mean, it's not a condensed week, but it's you don't have – But here's my point with the West Coast thing, Pete. 
Because I know that's like common like practice. Oh, West Coast, it's hard. I started thinking about it. What's so hard about it? Like, they're all in first class seats. Lay, I mean, it's a nice plane. Are you? Did you? Are you tired today? No, I'm not bad. And guess what? I've been working all day. I got up at seven thirty, and so they got here probably call it nine eight thirty nine. They were what time? Did you back last night. I got they got to the house before I did because I got to ride this bus to the stadium because I'm not allowed to park at the at the airport. <laughs> wait, wait, really? No, it's all day. I don't want to get on. into it because I'm Do very. They know, I mean, I, they I, know what happened this summer with you. I'm right? not getting into it. I'm part of the team. I we figured you'd have rules. a chauffeured limousine to the airport. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> he I might have a private jet the, to the, the game. The players get to park at the airport, so they probably beat me by 30 minutes home. I got home at 3.40 in bed. Um, so let's say they were sleeping in bed by, by three. four, sleeping by fours, and you got up at seven, and you're in three hours. You're okay today. Yeah, but I, I mean, I'm be ready. For Would you bed. be able to practice today if you had to? Yeah, but here's the thing, uh, Pete. I guarantee they came in, got a lift, watched film. They were home by twelve. I, I would be sleeping all afternoon. It's not like they have like I have a job. I'm working all day. They are like resting and like if you take care of yourself, what's and you have tomorrow off. What's the big deal? Plus you're in Here's your the question I have for you. Okay, if you had made that trip, would you be? And you had an autograph signing for five thousand a signature, like you get now. Would you be able to sign all day if yes. you uh, if you from the West Coast? Easy. <laughs> Hand would cramp up. You got to drink water on the plane, <laughs> dude. I was oh, up. At, I was, was up. Tough, tough trip. Tough trip. I, I can't se- sign for. I was up at seven thirty on the. I was up at seven thirty on the radio, and I've not stopped since. But you're older. You don't sleep that much anymore. Those young guys need to – you slept a lot more than when you were younger. They have all afternoon off, Pete, is my point, and they're, they recover believe, fast. Believe me. Believe me. I get to speak from experience. The older you get, the less you sleep. I get that. But I think that I think the whole West Coast thing – like, it's not how we used to travel where we were an economy back shoved in – a bunch of big fat guys shoved in the back of the plane stuck. This is like – Shad takes care of these guys. This is a nice plane. Like, lay flat seats. Like, you could have sl- – I can't sleep on the plane, so I didn't. But I was – Pete, this is the best you've looked. Um, <laughs> he's had enough. If you're watching on Jaguars.com, speaking of sleep, he's taking a nap. He's frozen hey, up on, on screen. Oh, i got to get a picture of this. Don't it's go anywhere. Don't take this off. Keep it. Hey, we got to get to the AFC stuff. Okay, go. Uh, let's, let's take a look at the AFC South results in week three. The uh, the Jaguars, of course, won in L.A. against the Chargers. The Bears had a game-winning field goal as time expired to beat the Texans. The Titans over the Raiders. Titans led 24-10 at half, survived a Raiders rally, and held on. And then the Colts over the Chiefs 20-17. Matt Ryan with a game-winning touchdown pass to Jelani Woods with 24 seconds left. And Matt Taylor had the call on the fan in 97-1 Hank FM, Indianapolis. It is second and 10 to the 12-yard line. Colts down by four. Ryan backs the pass. Looking, looking. Fires upfield into the end zone. It is caught. Jelani Woods. Touchdown. I-N-D-Y. Two touchdowns today for the rookie. And the Colts with six more on the board. They lead it 19-17 to with 24 seconds to play. And they won the game 20-17 to over the Chiefs. And I'm going to tell you who wants no part of the Jags coming to Kansas City in a, in a few weeks. An arrowhead. An yeah. arrowhead. They want nothing. Sleep. 
Please stop. You're getting way ahead of you. He's getting so excited. We might be 8 I mean, 1, like I said the other night. Uh, yeah. Romo, come oh, on, Nance. Romo. Nance and Romo. Start booking your uh, trip at, to, well, uh, if They start winning games like you think they're going to win games. They're going to be booked a lot sooner than that. I, I mean, Tony. You really think that they can go into Kansas City and win, go into Philly and win, go into the Chargers and win? If they do all that, if they do all that, they might be the best team in the league. So I'll say this, Pete. In all, I mean, all joking aside, I think they can go anywhere in this league and compete and have a chance to win. I don't think they're the better team today than the Kansas City Chiefs or the Buffalo Bills. I don't think that. What I do think is if they went to Buffalo and played in Buffalo, they're not going to get run out of there like they have the last they would have the last two or three years. I think they go in and compete, and Buffalo better play well. Otherwise, they're going to get beat. And the same thing for Kansas City. Now, I'm not silly enough to think that we're going to win the rest of these games. I do like this game for all the different emotions, and I think I think Philly. You know, I I think if you I would like to see. Uh, Jalen Hurts tested. I don't think he's been tested, Pete, early in the season. And if you can get some pressure on him and test him with a good package and confuse him, see, I, I want to see what happens. He's still a young quarterback. He's You can force mistakes. And I, I want to see what Mike Caldwell can do there. So, no, I don't. I mean, I don't think they're the best team in the AFC. All right, AFC power rankings then. Well, I mean, if you just go by the record, we're the number two seed. So, I'd have to say we're the number two team in the AFC. However, I'm not going to go that simplistic. In all seriousness, if I if I look at all the teams and where we'd stack up, I would probably put us at four or five. I think you have to put the Dolphins as undefeated, you know, up there. I think the Chiefs and the Bills are still probably the two favorites to go play in the AFC Championship. And the Ravens with um, Lamar Jackson are dangerous. He's playing well. But I think those five teams right there, so Bills – Dolphins. So you're you're done on the Bengals. Uh, I think they're like six or seven. The Bengals no, no, will I, beat the I, Dolphins I, this week, Thursday huh? night. The Bengals will beat the Dolphins. I think they will too, actually, Pete. I have that game. I'm doing it. Um, okay. So so then you think the Bengals are better than the Jaguars? Then no, I think it's a. I think Miami played defense for 90 snaps in the Heat against a very physical, emotional. Now you have a short week. I think it's a disaster. I think this game would be wildly different if it was played on Sunday. But you're going to ask that defense who had 90 snaps in the heat to have three days to go play another game. And by the way, that defense hasn't stopped anybody in two weeks. No, they haven't. And so that, I mean, I just think that's a lot to ask. I'm not so sure if Jacksonville played Miami, they wouldn't beat. I think they might end up being better than the Dolphins. Well, that's why. Well, if you're asking me, I'd put the Ravens. I'd put the Bills, even though they just lost to Miami. And the Chiefs, as far as better, you know, ahead in the power rankings. But you can't Can, put the Bills right now ahead of the Dolphins. No, you can't. You can't. But I'll give you, a little, I'll give you a little hint. The Jacksonville Jaguars are the biggest jump. They make the biggest jump of any team in my power rankings for tomorrow. Where'd you have, oh. them, where'd you have them last week? 22, I think. 21. Let's I put think, it this way. They're in the top 10. Well, I think in the AFC, Pete, they're top five right now. I'm talking about in the league, they're in the top ten. Well, I mean, oh. that, that'd be – we're consistent then. Very nice. Hey, hey real quick. Second hour, got to okay. go. Pete, uh, gotta hurry. how much trouble is Josh McDaniels in? 
Second, oh, he's gone. We'll talk about it later. Yeah, great. Thanks, Tony. Second hour coming up on Jaguars Happy Hour. Welcome back. It's Jaguars Happy Hour. It is the second hour of Jaguars Happy Hour. J.P. Shadrick, Tony Baselli, Pete Prisco basking in the glow of a Jaguars win in week three, 38 to 10 over the Chargers. The Jaguars get it done in L.A. They go across country. The Jags offense efficient. Trevor Lawrence threw three touchdown passes to three different receivers. Some of those in traffic had time to work the offense with the offensive line playing well. Again, wide receiver Zay Jones had a career-high 10 receptions and 85 yards with a score. Running back James Robinson hit a 50-yard touchdown and finished with 100 yards, his sixth career 100-yard game. The Jags' defense put together another great outing. Devin Lloyd with an interception for a second straight game. The Jags are tied for first in the NFL with eight takeaways. Lloyd had six passes defense, and now for the season leading all NFL players, and the Jags as a team have 26 passes defensed, the most in the league. The Jaguars are in first place in the AFC South, and now it's on to the fighting city of Philadelphia to face the Red Hot Eagles at 3-0 atop the NFC East. Doug Peterson's return to Philly, and I think that about covers it. Yes. Yeah, so can we, you were talking about the AFC South, and we were talking about the AFC South last hour, yes. and I got cut off because somebody didn't count us down very well. Okay. Um. I won't say who it is. Oh, it, they'll remain nameless. Nameless, Joe. Um, is uh, Pete, is Josh McDaniels, are, is there buyer's remorse in, in Las Vegas? I mean, this is a team with Rich Passaccia who went down the stretch and played great football and had a chance to beat the Bengals who made the Super Bowl at the end in the playoffs. Yeah, there has to be some. You're on three and you blew games. I mean, they're bad. I mean, they, they're not good. They lead against the Cardinals. No, they're not. So, and don't forget, they made the big move for Devontae Adams. Here's one for you. Christian Kirk has more receiving yards than Devontae Adams does. Yeah, I mean, Christian Kirk has more receiving yards than a lot of guys. He also, he's tied for second in the league in 20-plus catches. How about that? With hmm. five. No, he's uh, he's been great. It's just uh, just looking at this AFC South, it's just so interesting to me. I mean, you know, you got the Jaguars. I think is right now. It's so early, and this is the. I mean, here's the flip side of my, you know, over exuberant, you know, locking the game this weekend and everything else, um, and talking about Jim Nance and Tony Romo getting to cover the games. <laughs> is it so early? I mean, there's 14 more games, and that's a lifetime with a bunch of ups and downs. And it's, I mean, it's a tough road ahead for everybody. And you got to get lucky with injuries. You got to get the ball to bounce your way a couple times, and so on and so forth. But looking at that AFC South early, Pete, I mean, I think the the Texans are kind of who we thought they were. The Colts aren't quite as good as we thought they were. And I think the the Titans. That team's the one who scares me more than any because they're just a hard-nosed group that wins games they shouldn't. They lost their start and left tackle for the year, Taylor Lewan. They plug somebody else in there, and they just go win football games that they no one thinks they should. 
And they're well coached, but you can tell what they did on Sunday. When you get blown out like that on the road and bounce back and beat a team that was favored over you, by the way, in, in the Raiders, that tells you how well coached they are. That's a, yeah. They're going to be – they'll be there in the end with nine wins probably ready That's to right. knock, your, knock you in the mouth. That's just who they are. Now that I look at Jacksonville's schedule, after this week, it softens up for a bit. Well, it goes Philly, yeah. and then well, it goes I mean, Houston. Let's go through it. Uh, Houston. Philly, Philly this week, home against Houston, at the Colts, home against the Giants, London against the Broncos, home against the Raiders, at the Chiefs, and then the bye week. So before the Chiefs, there's six, so is that six games before the Chiefs game? One, two, three, four, five, six. Yep. Six, yeah. I would say I think – I think you win. I think the Jags win four of those. Well, if you got them winning this week, they should beat the Texans. They should beat the Giants. They should beat the. I think they'll beat the Bron. They beat the Broncos in London. So then it comes down to: Do you beat the Raiders at home, or do you beat the the Colts on the road? I said they're going to win four of the of the. I think be they might win two. five if they get if they beat the Eagles, which I don't think they will. You do. They could win five of those games. You imagine if they go five and one and they're and they're seven and two. Seven. Going well, then, into the then you would be right about Nance and, and Nance Romo. And Romo here we soon. come. <laughs> Let's go, boys. If that plays out, you're gonna be you're gonna be insufferable if that plays out. <laughs> oh, I will be difficult. There's no doubt about that. But then at the end, you know, the second half of the schedule is 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 you know, there's some Baltimore's tough. Titans the Lions twice. are better. Titans twice. Titans twice. Cowboys, which won't be easy. Nope. Jets and Texans. It's still, yeah, if they go to Kansas City and have four wins, so they have six at Kansas City and then they get like three or four out of the rest, they could be a playoff team. Four of the last six are away from here, though. Yeah, it's tough. In December. Yeah, but at the Jets, at the Texans. I mean, if you're going to go play road games, that's where you want to go play them. That's fair. Jets are better, though. And that's a Thursday night. Thursday night affair. Yep. Thursday night on the road is always hard, Pete. It is hard. It is tough. But you'd rather you'd rather be on Thursday night playing the Jets than playing the Chiefs. That'd be fair. Yes. <laughs> yes. I think it's time for Baselli to lock a playoff berth. No, 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 no. Wow. Way too, no, too early. Too early. When do you start I, uh, considering playoff berth locking? I, I will start considering playoffs when I see – the graphics for in the hunt and and seeding playoff seeding and who's in the hunt. Okay. When you think about this a year ago, we were trying, we were trying to figure out the week we were going to lock for urban to get fired. <laughs> it's a little bit different feeling, Pete. <laughs> it's amazing. What he, how, how much different this team is. I got to say, I enjoy this much better than that. Yep. I agree. Well, you that know, made you, for good radio though. Oh, it was fun. It was <laughs> it fun radio. Yeah. You know what we my goal is? Wave. This is my personal goal. And this was my goal at the early, I mean, before they were two and one, is I want at some moment in December when the network starts showing the playoff picture that the Jags are in, like, the wild card hunt. Like, they're on the board with a legitimate chance of making the playoffs. They should be. Well, I mean, they put everybody in the hunt at at, at one point. Come on, no, you they didn't put us in the hunt last year, Pete. There's at a any few point, years well, where well, no, no, no. Yeah, you're right. <laughs> well, you're, you're right. I forgot about that disaster. But most of the time, you have 
They didn't put oh, us in the oh, hunting twenty either. No. It's been a while right. since we've been on a graphic saying in the hunt. Well, they'll be in the hunt this year because they'll start showing that in early December, and I don't think they'll be out of it by then. That'd be a good. That'd be a good milestone. Yeah, that would be nice. It would be really nice. All right, so uh, Jaguars offense um, uh, let three in the red zone get away in the first half, but then kept on going after it and scoring points in the game yesterday. And then the defense comes through with another strong performance, only 10 points allowed. And, uh, boy, they, they took the ball away to eight takeaways now for the season. It's tied for the league high. Isn't that all they had last year? They, had, they nine. had nine last year, yeah. So they're one off the season total from last year already. So they're taking the That's ball away. That's what speed does. That's what speed does. And for they're you, not by the turning way. it over. They're hanging on to it. They have one turnover. They have the best differential They're in the plus league. Plus seven, yeah, yeah. You know, and one thing we haven't even talked—you uh, know—we haven't talked much about the, anything but the quarterback. We haven't talked about the offensive line. That's coming up and keeping it real. Oh, keeping it real, okay. But let me, I want to—you know—one of the things I was wrong about, which hold the presses because this is—I'm not wrong often. Wow. I th- I thought they had issues at running back, Pete, coming into the season. Because of the injuries of James Robinson and ETN not proven, and I didn't think ETN was as physical as he's proven to be, and I was concerned. I'm like, I was shocked that Doug and Trent were rolling the dice with the group they had. But give, give him credit, give Doug credit. He had confidence that James and Travis would be ready and they could carry the load. And early returns is, are they? He's right. And um, th- both those guys have been great this year. And James Robinson, you don't even know yet. I mean, this dude had an Achilles tear nine months ago. It's amazing. It's absolutely incredible. In fact, we were sitting in the green room, and you know, Rick Spielman, the former Vikings GM, works with us. And I said, Rick, do you remember we were there like a month, two months ago, a little, maybe a month and a half ago? And he, he was already running that day. It was the, I think it was the first day of training camp, and he was running. And I said – that is incredible, but now to watch him now is even more incredible. I mean, it's almost like he didn't have the injury. And was that his longest run from scrimmage, 50? Because remember the word, the, the, the book on him is he couldn't, you know, he was never going to break anything longer than 30 because he'd get caught. And he well, just I mean, now he, they did block that play pretty well. Oh, no, no, I mean, Pete, you missed my team. point, but there was someone who could could have run him down and didn't. But they were all at the line of scrimmage on that play, Tony. If you look at it, you watched it. They were all up at the line of scrimmage. You're missing my point, Pete. The fact that he went 50. Nine months ago, the guy was on. He's gone right now. There's nobody that can catch him. He's 10 yards ahead of everybody. He wasn't 10 yards ahead of him. Run that play back again if you can, Joe. Look at it. (laughs) He doesn't have a clicker with him, Pete. Okay. Tell me what. Ready? 24 is the closest guy right now. He's. No, he's never 10 yards, Pete. Never. He was like four, three. He was getting blocked. He got off his block, and he's behind them. Come on, Tony. That it, look, I'm giving him credit. The guy deserves all the credit in the world. But the fact is, is that was they caved that side in, unbelievable. And they were all they were all up the line of scrimmage. Gone I, right now. Gone. I'm just he's saying, good ten yards away from him. You could see it on the wide angle. He's not ten. I, I'm, my point is, this is a guy who's on the surgery table nine months ago, getting a new Achilles. It's incredible. It, and already had a – the book on him was he couldn't run fast. And I'm not saying he's a blazer. 
But that, I mean, fifty yard run in the NFL is fifty yards. Yeah, he had a fifty uh, eight yarder against the Titans last year. Okay, that's as long. But hey. but whatever, he's as good as he was before. That's, that's the amazing point. thing. That's about fair. It. And that's I my was point. with you. Look, I'm going to sit here and say the exact same thing. I agree with you, Tony. I agreed with you then. Concerns about the running back position. There are none now. No concern. What's your biggest concern, Pete, on this team? Offense, defense, special teams after three games? Boy, that's a good question. I, I still think they don't run block great. As, uh, and you, I'm talking about, and you'll, you'll agree with me on this. I'm talking about they can pop a run like that, but I'm talking about the time when you need to grind out runs. Give me three. Give me four. Give me six. Give me four. You know what I'm? I don't think they're there yet. And some of that we'll talk about in in the run. And when we talk about the offensive line, that's a concern. Darius Williams is a concern to me because that kid's gonna. If he doesn't pick it up, they're gonna keep attacking him a lot because he didn't. He hasn't played well yet this season. I don't think. I think my biggest concern is the rush cover combination. Um, and it goes around to Darius Leonard. One, I don't think they're very deep in the secondary at the corner position. Herndon uh, played pretty good yesterday, though. No, Trey Herndon did, but I mean, I mean, Darius Williams still is, I think, struggling a little bit. I don't know if it's the injury. He didn't practice much in camp. I mean, he had surgery. Yeah. You know, a lot going on. So he might be just getting rounded back back into form. And if you look at the pass rush against the Washington Commanders and the um, Chargers. L.A. Chargers, they didn't win. They didn't get there a lot with just four. They had to bring blitzes and do different things, which means you have to put some pressure on that secondary to hold up in in different man combination coverages. That concerns me a little bit. Um, going down the stretch, you, you know, you go, you're going to play a good offensive line with two good receivers and a really good tight end and a. I'm not saying he's a upper like a top five quarterback, but Jalen Hurts is top fifteen. I mean, top upper upper. He's 15%. playing. He's playing like a top fifteen yeah. quarterback. Playing now. like a, he's like he's playing like a top ten quarterback right now, and that concerns me. That rush coverage combination. Yeah, I I see that because even when Shaq Griffin's on the field, you're concerned about that part of the game. But but Tony, you mentioned the Eagles, but let's go through Houston's passing game. Doesn't scare you? No. Does the Colts passing game scare you? No. no. Does the Giants passing game scare you? No. no. Does the Broncos passing game scare you the way no. they're playing? No. Does does Vegas's passing game can be good? The Chiefs passing game can be good. Baltimore's can be good. Detroit's playing well and they can be good. Tennessee? Nah, that's not their calling card. Dallas? That's not their calling card. The Jets? No. The Texans? No. And then you get the Titans again. So from that standpoint, the pa- they have time to fix that, I think. I mean, this week is a is an outlier because it's a different style of offense. Sure. But that's my biggest – I think that's my yeah, biggest – Yeah, yeah, I would agree with you. That's a problem. you gotta, yeah. you got to get more pressure, and that's, that's where Walker has to start getting his pressure. We'll come back in a moment and sell some wine. We're going to yes. keep it real. Keep it real, baby. And talk about the offensive line play last uh, the last two weeks, but especially yesterday and the win – Jaguars Game Day Radio is brought to you by Vistar Credit Union. Do good, bank better. It's Jaguars Happy Hour on the Jaguars Digital Network. Jacksonville Sports Talk for Jacksonville sports fans. 1010XL. 
home of the Jacksonville Jaguars. Oh, it was great. I mean, that's that's something we talk about is being able to do that, especially at that point in the game when, you know, you've kind of controlled the clock, you have the lead. We're not in four minutes because it's still early in the second half, but just being able to impose your will, no matter what the box count is, you know, they got more hats in there than we do, but just being able to pound the ball, and I think that was fourth down. I mean, that's that's just a huge play. That's Trevor Lawrence after the game yesterday in Los Angeles. A Jaguars win over the Chargers. It's Victory Monday. It's Jaguars happy hour. J.P. Shadrick, Pete Prisco, Tony Baselli. And it is time now to keep it real. Presented by Woodbridge by Robert Mondavi. Open up a winner today. Real ingredients, award-winning wine by Robert Mondavi. And let's get into the offensive line play. They... Did not allow a sack yesterday. Only two quarterback hits on Trevor. And the run game, as you just heard there, gave uh, James Robinson a 100-yard day, including a 50-yard touchdown. So the offensive line, after the big numbers against them week one in Washington, buttoned it up last week. And, Tony, it it feels like they did it again this week. Is that what we're seeing? No sacks back-to-back weeks Mm -hmm. allowed. Um, and giving Trevor room to maneuver. Now, I think it's a combination of a couple things. One, I think Doug has done a great job of getting the ball out of Trevor's hands. I think he had the quickest uh, release that he's had in his career. If I got that right, like 2.43 seconds or something crazy. I mean, he I mean, he got it out yesterday. So that helps the offensive line. Um, I think the right tackle is playing lights out in pass protection. Lights out. Lights out. Like I'm like yeah, he's stoning dudes. Like why? Well, I mean, I mean and and when Cleo Mack was on him, he stoned him. When when Bosa was before Bosa got hurt, Bosa couldn't get he close. Stoned him. Um, Sheriff is a pro. He's solid, um, steady. Um, I don't think I'm not watching the tape of Sheriff and going, oh my gosh, the greatest guard in football right now. But he's dang good. I mean, he's you know he is winning football. He's playing winning football. I thought this was the the rookie's best game for uh, uh um Fortner. I thought he did a good job. He was more physical, he finished better, he had better pad level. I thought he played well. Now it helps when you're not playing at the same level of players you did at you know, against the commanders or the, the Colts. Um Barch is he's a work in progress. He's a work in progress. Um but getting better and you can tell he works and you know, he did, he's done a good job. And then Cam for the most part, Cam was good. I think he was he was really physical in the run. Like he's better run blocking than Juwan Taylor is. He's more physical than Juwan Taylor in the run blocking. But right now, Juwan's the better pass blocker. There's a couple times in the game where, like, and it's just technique and footwork, and it's not that he physically can't do it. And he's, I think he's got a little bit of a bad habit with his back foot. Um, so that gets him in trouble. He puts himself in tough positions, but he's so athletic and so big that he can recover most of the time but right now Juwan's the better pass blocker and Cam's the better run blocker will the will the Jaguars have a tough decision on Juwan Taylor after the season if he keeps on playing like this Pete I mean Logs and I were talking about it if he keeps on playing at this level yes you're gonna have a huge decision because you're paying the left tackle you have cap issues where you sit right now now, there's some things you can do to change that. Yeah, they haven't rolled any money back or anything. So or, and there'll be some yeah. guys that won't be here and yep. big and all that kind of stuff. That, unfortunately, it's business part of it. 
But yes, they're going to have a big decision, Pete. I mean, listen, I mean if, they, if they have to pay Jawan Taylor, look at the money they have on the right side of that. They have on the right side of that offensive line. Well, right now they drafted. I mean, I'm convinced they drafted Walker Little with the idea that they could replace either Cam or Jawan and have a low, a lower priced rookie contract for four years. Um, and that has not happened. I mean, Walker Little is not the player that either of those guys are at this point. And so if he doesn't improve, and, he, and if you're not confident that he can take that job and at least maintain the level or your goal is to improve it, then you have a tough decision with Juwan Taylor. But Pete makes a great point. You have a ton of money in your left tackle. You have no money in your left guard or your center because they're both on rookie deals, mid-round rookie deals. You have a ton of money in your right guard, like near the highest paid right guard. And then and you have a not much money in your right tackle because he's on a second round or first deal. But he keeps on playing this way. I, I mean, there's going to be some long conversations with Doug, Trent, and Shad of what to do. Are you worried that he's playing in a contract year and that's not who he is? It's just who he's going to be this year. No, because I think he was – he was. I thought Coach he, poorly? I thought he was really good his rookie year for whatever reason. I'm not pointing the fingers. Um, he, but yeah, you are. No, I'm not. Um, he he declined. <laughs> sure you are. No, I'm not. He declined. You're pointing at George Warhop. Sure I'm you not. are. I'm not. He did not play yes, as well are. as he's this year. Um, so I always knew the talent was in there, and, and he has changed how he sets. Wait a and second. I think that's let's, a result okay, of coaching. Okay, let's rewind a little bit. If he was good his rookie year, and he wasn't good in his next two years, and then he's good again once they make a coaching change, you're certainly pointing fingers. No, I'm not. I'm just stating facts. Well, I will. I will. George Warhop. How about that? He needed a new line coach. And he had competition, which helps. Competition threw, does help. He threw little over there. I mean, he was threatened. And and he didn't like it. From what I heard, and I, I didn't talk to the kid, but I heard he didn't like it too much. And well, that, competi- that lit a fire under him. But Little was here last year and he had competition. They wanted him to – they would love to figure it out last year. Yeah, but he didn't work much at right tackle, though, last year, remember? True. So, I think competition is a good thing. But, yeah, uh, Tony won't do it, so blame George Warhop because that's what he's essentially doing. He just won't say it. I am not. I'm just stating yeah. facts of what has happened. It's still early JP, this year. JP, please help me out here. Who is he blaming? Yeah, he he took the scenic route, I'll say that, to, uh, <laughs> yeah, to get he, to it. He went all the way around <laughs> to get to that point. It's not true. Just point it out. I have a point what out? You're blaming the coach. I'm not blaming the coach. I'm, at the end of the day, it's the player. Now, he did some – he had so some sets. So then how come you're way, talking about way, his sets being better now and you talk about the line coach now, how great he is? You can't have it both ways. I can't – I can have it any way I want, Pete. <laughs> oh, that's right. You got a gold jacket. Now you can do whatever exactly. the hell you Don't want. forget that. <laughs> I, I, I have hey, – hey, Pete, I have uh, the gold jacket in studio. Oh, no, you do not. Yeah, yeah, I do. I saw it. It was on earlier today for some Why? shoot. I had to shoot something for the Jaguars. Mm-hmm. I, uh, I told him to wear jack- it. I, I, I'm telling you, I think he wears it on planes and stuff. <laughs> I do Joe hey, saw me on the plane. I did I, not have it on. Tony, put it on. No, during during the break, thing. put it on. 
quick thing about the, the about no. the um, run game, Tony. See if you agree. There's some missed assignments where they stay on their double too long and don't get to the second level. I think at times. What was the one play where Cam Robinson looked over at Bart? And was like, what the hell are you doing? They left this guy clean come through. Do you remember I, that? I one? think that was Cam. I don't think that was Barge. He he looked like he was blaming Barge though. I'm just saying from the way the it was designed, it looked like Cam. I could be wrong. Because if it was Barch, that means they had a triple on. It was a three-man combo between the center guard and, and tackle. And the way Barch blocked it, it looked like it was just a double between the center and left guard up to the linebacker and that Cam was one-on-one. Now, yeah. they could have had a triple call on, three-man uh, zone scheme. But, I mean, I, only those guys know it. But watching, you agree it, with that though? They're they're having trouble sometimes getting to the next, second level off of those block those combo blocks. Sometimes I think a lot. Of, sometimes it's because I think there's a little too much, especially on the, uh, with Juwan. Sometimes too much position blocking, and uh, Fortner gets into that a little bit sometimes too. There you have it. That was keeping it real, presented by Woodbridge by Robert Mondavi. Open up a winner today. Real ingredients, award winning wine by Robert Mondavi. Tony, you uh, you've got a couple minutes to put the jacket on during the no, break. No, because I got to take it out of the bag. It's it's too much. Wow. Okay. We'll ask Pete. We'll ask Pete when we come back. What do you think? Okay. And if Pete wants me to, I might wear it on the last. Second. Wow. Maybe. Whoa. Yeah, this is going to be an all-time show. You've already locked a win, and he could pull out the jacket. Don't go anywhere. We're back with fanatics fan questions. It's Jaguars Happy Hour on the Jaguars Digital Network. station that the Jaguars listen to, 1010XL, home of the Jacksonville Jaguars. Welcome back, Jaguars Happy Hour, J.P. Shadrick, Tony Vaselli, the Hall of Famer, and Pete Frisco after a Jaguars win over the Chargers, 38-10. The Jags are 2-1. and one. They're in first place in the AFC South, and before the last break, Tony, you were going to ask Pete. What he thought about wearing the jacket before the end of the show. The gold jacket is in the building. Yeah, so JP wants me to wear the jacket, Pete, for the last segment. Or maybe... No, it's more, fu- it's more fun to make fun of you for having it around in the vicinity than actually okay, good. putting I'm it on. I'm not wearing it. Perfect. Okay. Thank you. Well, that was easy. All right. Yep, that's what um, I said, too. Hey, hey can, I, um, can I run down the PFF grades on the offensive line for you? Yeah. To see if you... Good. Okay. Pro football focus. Go for it. Okay, the top run blocker was who, Tony, of the offensive linemen? I'm going to say Cam Robinson. You would correct. Correct? It, was, it goes this way. Ben Barch, Luke Fort, then Cam Robinson, then Sheriff, and then Taylor. As far as run blocking, Cam was third? Yeah. Yep. Wow. Okay, pass blocking. Jawan Taylor's one. No, he's not. He's number four on the offensive line. Behind Sheriff, Barch. He's three. Behind Sheriff and Barch. Yeah, I, I would disagree with that. And then Robinson I thought Barch is played next. Well. I thought no, Barch Fortner, played well. Robinson is last of the line. Of the offensive line? I mean, of pass blocking? Yeah. I would agree with that. Yeah. I would, I would agree with that on, uh, after Sunday's performance. Okay, but I have one for you. I wanted to get this, – this one I know you angry. Ready? Yeah. Not the offensive line, but we're going to shift to the other side of the ball. 
the third lowest ranked defensive player. We know Darius Williams is the lowest. Okay. The third lowest ranked is, is who? I, I don't know. No one jumps out as playing bad. Rayshon Jenkins. Because he got beat once? They have him ranked third, just above Alon. They're not terrible grades, but they're the third lowest. And the highest ranked Jaguar defense are one and two. They're close. And they get outstanding grades, both of them. Devin Lloyd. He's two. Josh Allen. He's one. Yeah. Hmm. There you go. PFF I thought grade. Jenkins' grade was a little low, I'll be honest with you. Yeah. I just – my problem with PFF, I've gotten – you know, I don't get, like, crazy like I used to. Like, they really bother me. Remember when we had the guy on? Yeah, when I argued <laughs> with after him? Yeah, yeah. Just, Steve Palazzo. Yeah, yeah, it was fun. I just don't understand how they do it, and I think they do it in a vacuum, and I don't understand their grades. It's hard sometimes to figure it out because I'll watch these tapes, and I'll be like – do is i watch the tape on my own and then i go back and watch their grades and i go i don't watch it yeah it's interesting i mean uh, darius williams was an easy one on sunday that was easy yeah no no i, I don't have any he struck like I, but i have a hard time thinking ray sean jenkins was third and i don't yeah I, I mean do they consider who they're blocking like you have to consider who the what, interior, they have him. They have him number one in run defense, and they have him like really low in pass coverage. Rayshon Jenkins. No, but going back to the offensive line, Pete. Don't, I wonder if they they count for who you're who the what you're asking the offensive line to do. Like by the way, it's much. Well, easier according to, to them, according to them, they have coaches who know the schemes and they know who they're blo- supposed to be blocking and what no, they're no, supposed I, to be I'm doing. I'm saying it differently, Pete. It's much easier to block. As a center and guard, if you're getting double, you're getting helped half the time because we're sliding one way or the other. Right. Compared to a tackle who you're not getting help most of the time. And like blocking Khalil Max different than blocking Austin Johnson inside. Sorry. And so do they account for that? So, are we back to you taking up for uh, Luke Joko again and every left tackle that's ever played for this team? <laughs> no, I'm talking. I'm talking about Juwan Taylor now. I mean, Juwan Taylor blocked both. I know, but okay, Mac. every tackle. Let me say it that way then. Oh, Woe I'm not, is me. I'm not the tackle's about... on an island by himself. It's not what I'm saying, Pete. I'm asking the <laughs> I know question. What you're saying. I'm messing with you. I'm asking right. the question. How do you, yeah. How do you? How do you? When somebody's one on one with. Bosa compared to being inside getting double help on Austin Johnson. It's a different game. It's a different game. Right. I, like, agree. I, I think I could go put the pads on right now. And if I knew I was getting help from Fortner the whole game against Austin Johnson, I think I could probably grade pretty good. Now, just don't ask me to like, pick up the back or move. But if I said <laughs> to block that guy, I'm, I'm okay. Hey, it's time now for no, the... I need help. I can't do it by myself. I, yeah. need, I need immediate double help. And actually, I'd like Fortner to hit him before he hit me. Cause it, yeah, it but hurt. you know what would happen? Somebody would hit you in the hip, and that would oh, be Oh, I'd ended. go cry. I, I, <laughs> I'd just get in the fetal position, Pete, and just ask the cart to come get me out the field. Time now for the Fanatics fan questions. Jaguars fans are gearing up and saving big at Fanatics.com. Shop today and rep your Jags gear on game day and every day. Fanatics.com officially licensed everything. We put out the cat signal earlier, and here's the best we've come up with today. At Carnival Thomas, what was most surprising to you, wild success on offense or wild success on defense? I didn't see them holding the 
the uh, Chargers 10 points. with Even with no Keenan Allen, I thought, you know, Herbert, Mike Williams, Gerald Everett, Austin Eckler would score more than 10 points. I would agree with you. I think it's the offensive performance. It was the uh, defensive performance. I, I didn't think they would limit them like that either. Easy enough. All right, next question on Twitter today. All right, at Ben Scheffel, at what point can we expect trick plays from Doug? Are we going to see a Philly special against Philly? Why do people love trick plays so much? Well, first of all, they did some creative stuff. They had the tra- they had the trap, the shuffle trap, the handoff to the tight end. Oh, the the they ran the what they used to call that the inside counter buck or whatever. Remember that? Yeah, the one to the tight end. Yeah, with the tight end, that's creative. They had the end around. I hate that play. They, they, <laughs> they had the end around to Zay John. Uh, Zay I hated Jones. that play. Um, I didn't like either one of those plays. So I think I think they've done a couple things creative. What plays do People you like, People love Pete? trick plays for whatever. You just go play football. You got a quarterback you drafted one overall. You got a bunch of speedy receivers. You got protection. You can run the ball. Go play football. You don't did, need that stuff. Didn't they run uh, ETN and Wildcat at one yes, point? Wildcat, they did that. Yeah. That was a nice yeah, pickup. They got eight, seven or eight. Um, Pete, that, I mean, just, I don't want to, I don't want to break it to you, but trick plays are part of football. When you say just go play football, they're playing football if they do a trick play. You understand that, right? It's called gimmicky football. It's like putting Taysom Hill in the game. (laughs) 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 All right. Next question. Uh, On social media, on Twitter today, the Fanatics fan questions roll in at Duval underscore Gator. Front office has some, has some decisions to make with Juwan Taylor, James Robinson, Josh Allen. All are playing at a very high level and all are due a contract. Who do you prioritize? Hashtag GM Pete. Hashtag assistant whoa, GM Whoa, Tony. whoa, whoa. No, no, that no, no, no. That guy's smart, no. man. No Duval Gator. Um, well, I wanna see, I'm curious to see how you would prioritize it then. Go ahead. Well, you go first since you're my assistant. No, I'm I'm the I am the bring the head, information to me and I'll make the decision. I'm the head GM. Number one, <laughs> I don't think James Robinson's up this year. Has, this is year three of. He was uh, undrafted. Did he only sign a three-year right. deal? I think that's yeah. what they are. Three-year deals. Okay. Yeah. Uh, okay. So let's say they're all up. Um, that's easy. I'll give you the priority. One is Josh Allen. Two is Jawan Taylor, and three is James Robinson. Correct. You got well, it right. You now you may now go scout some more players for me. <laughs> I love it. I love it. Um, and by the way, yeah, they gave Allen the fifth year option. So, yeah, but he's still a priority, right? But they have a little more time. They do if have they time. Really they really need it. Yeah, you know? they don't have to sign him next year, right? They have to make a decision on Jawan and James, though. And if you're just looking at those two, then I go Jawan and then James. Next, I mean, question. running oh. backs on the open market don't get big contracts, anyways. Yeah. At Jacob Reinhardt, too, is Doug Peterson the biggest hire in franchise history? No. No. He was the, be- he was the best move of the offseason, and that's including any player or anything else they signed. Tom Who- Coughlin's the biggest hire in yeah, franchise Tom Coughlin, history. I mean, let's not get it. We're two and one. Let's not get ahead of ourselves. <laughs> Tom Coughlin yeah, right? st- started the franchise, took it to two AFC titles, had the most success in the history of this, consistent success in the history of this franchise. Tom Coughlin is the greatest hire to date of this franchise. And there's no doubt about that, but I'm going to say a couple of things here. Ready? 
I mean, the guy did have salary cap where he could do whatever the hell he wanted to for a while. He also had two draft picks in every round the first year. Oh yeah, I'm, but 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 Pete, <laughs> and but he still, had the, the free expansion draft. I get that, but he's still the best hire to date. I agree. I agree. And by the way, but I got you. Got to get a couple jabs in at Tom every once in that's a while. Fine. He's know? also on, the greatest coach. I mean, and he proved it when he went to New York. And he's a Hall of Famer. That's he's a Hall of Famer. And I hope Doug. I hope in a couple of years we're saying Doug's the greatest hire ever in this franchise because that means we're winning, going to AFC Championship games, playing the Super Bowls, and hopefully winning a title. I would be happy to make Doug Peterson the greatest hire ever, but we've played three games. The slow, like tap the brakes. This is not a day for brake tapping Tap in this breaks. town. Come on. You're, 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 you're a ticket for speeding there. Yeah. I mean, this is funny from coming from him. He's got him in the playoffs basically now, and he's telling everybody <laughs> to tap the brakes. Right, exactly. We can't have it both ways. I can have it both ways. I can't. <laughs> Next question. we got a time for a couple more on the Fanatics fan questions. At uh, bri- uh, something, uh, 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 be rich the butcher is what that is. Get the feeling Peterson Lawrence are starting a Peyton Breeze type run here in Jacks with their communication <laughs> adjustments. Slow what down. Do you, what do you think? Whoa, speeding. <laughs> oh speeding. <laughs> Three games. Oh my gosh. <laughs> wow. These people these people are worse than you. I mean, Drew Breeze? Guys in the Hall of Fame. And and, and Sean, Sean Payton's, Payton's one of the best offensive coaches this league has seen. Come on, now, let's slow I'll the say this. I'll say this about Peterson though. What he did in Philly in early returns here, Pete, you could argue his offensive mind's right there with Sean Payton. Let's let it play out a little bit. It could be, but let's well, let okay, it play out. Okay, how many out. Super Bowl championships does Sean Payton have? One. How many does Doug Peterson have? One. Okay. But, but I mean, he, he did it for a okay, lot let me ask you another time. question. Let me ask you another question. Has Doug Peterson ever had the, a quarterback of the caliber of Drew Brees on his team? He had Nick Foles. What are you I, talking about? That's my point. So what's <laughs> harder to coach, a, a Drew Brees-led offense or a Nick Foles-led offense? Nick Foles, Nick Foles Thank you. offense. Okay. I would agree with you. Uh, Doug's done great work. Don't get me wrong. I'm not taking anything away from him. But let him, let's let him do it for a little while longer. Oh, here, yeah. The Trevor, like – Comparing Doug and Trevor combination to Sean and Drew uh, Breeze combination is ludicrous at this point. Again, I hope it happens. But tap the brakes, people. (laughs) I mean, you know what? Actually, you know what? Don't tap the brakes. Put the pedal to metal. Enjoy this, Jaguar fans. We've been through hell the last two years. Enjoy it. Speed away. You know what? Get on the Autobahn. Go buy yourself a sports car and see how fast this baby will you know, go. You deserve it. I'm sorry. I was wrong. Do not tap the brakes. Speed away. How many wins this year for the team? You were on a roll there. I was 16 gonna... and 1. <laughs> uh, if only they hadn't lost the opener. <laughs> yeah, we'd be, we'd be threatening the Dolphins, 72 Dolphins. That's it for our Fanatics fan questions. We'll come back uh, in a moment and go around the NFL. Here's some calls on radio and wrap it up. What a show it's been. Jaguars win in week three. They're two and one. And this is Jaguars happy hour on the Jaguars digital network. Mike Dempsey and Fat Tony. Jaguars today. All Jaguars, all NFL, all the time. 
10 to noon weekdays on 1010XL. Hey, listen, listen, because, hey, you guys know that's a good football team. They're a really good football team, okay? Uh, but listen, we're a good football team, too. Yeah, yeah. We're a good football team, yeah. You know what I mean? We're a good football team. I just can't, I mean, I just can't say enough, okay? Can't really not say enough. Be, be complimentary about that football team, but understand what we're capable of doing, okay? Understand what you're capable of doing. Stay tight. Stay close. Great, great things are going to continue to happen for the football team. Proud of you guys. Very proud of you guys. That is Doug Peterson in the locker room after the win in Los Angeles yesterday. And welcome back. It's Jaguars Happy Hour. J.P. Shadrick, Pete Frisco, and Tony Boselli. Good stuff there for the Jags' first place team in the AFC South. A second on Tony's AFC Power Rankings. I didn't say second. What'd you say? I said they're top five. Okay, top five. Either way, that's pretty good. And uh, on to Philly next week. So uh, let's go around the National Football League. Some uh, games, of course, a busy day. Yesterday, Thursday, the Browns over the Steelers, 29-17. Panthers beat the Saints yesterday, 22-14. The Dolphins over the Bills, 21-19. There was a butt punt by the Dolphins. John Murphy on WGR Sports Radio 550 in Buffalo. This kick is partially blocked high into the air. The Bills... It'll sail out the back of the end zone. It's a safety. It's a safety. And the Bills had two on the board. He kicked it right off of the butt of his personal protector, Sherfield, the guy standing right in front of him. Haven't seen that too often, Pete, but uh, the the Dolphins win it. Well, I mean, Sherfield backed up. He took two steps back. Of course he's going to kick it into his butt. It was terrible. They're lucky. Could you imagine if they lost the game, that ball popped into the air, and somebody recovered it without it going to the back of the end zone? Right. right. And Buffalo botched the end of the game and the end of the half. Otherwise, they would have won the game. They were on the field forever. They, they. I think it was like what, 50, 50 minutes they were on the field. It's it was crazy. terrible. Crazy. Uh, Vikings over the Lions, 28-24. Ravens beat the Patriots. Big day for Lamar Jackson. Bengals over the Jets. The Eagles, that's the next opponent for the Jaguars. Jalen Hurts is rolling. Three touchdown passes, including this one to Devontae Smith on the last play of the first half. And Merrill Reese had the call on Sports Radio 94 WIP in Philly. They've got a lineup. They're going to go for it. No field goal yet at all. Seven seconds. Six seconds. Four seconds, three seconds, two seconds. Hurts back, Hurts looking, Hurts firing. Devontae Smith touchdown! He caught it in the corner of the end zone. <laughs> Again, he went skyward. The Slim Reaper. The Slim Reaper, what a nickname for Devontae Smith and the Eagles he win, is, Pete. He is, he is slight, skinny. <laughs> <laughs> well, he said, he, he said when we talked to him in the summer, he said he gained weight from eating at Wawa. But he didn't look like it. At Wawa? <laughs> yeah. Oh, he, he goes to Wawa and gets their sandwiches. Yeah, those hoagies are good. Come on. Really? I've never had one. Yeah. Um, oh, they're really good. Um, I'm not, are they a sponsor? No. Then let's not talk about it. Yeah, let's move on. I mean, come on, Pete. The uh, Rams are the Cardinals. I'm just telling you what he said. I'm not saying anything like that. A.J. Brown. By Brown's the way, what did you think about them going for it on the last play of the half? Why? Why? That was crazy. They should have kept, but they it. just realized that the they just re- realized that Washington wasn't scoring. 
Yeah, I don't know. I didn't see it, so I don't even know the situation. But yes, I think they felt like they could do it whatever they want, however they want, whenever they want. Rams over the Cardinals, 20-12. to The Falcons beat the Seahawks, 27-23. And the Packers and the Buccaneers. Aaron Rodgers with a couple first-half touchdowns, including this one to Alan Lazard in the second. Wayne Larravee on the Packers radio network. First and goal at the Tampa 6, leading 7-3, second quarter. Slot to the right side, Rodgers in a gun. With a setback to his left, he sets, he fires on the slab. Lazard, touchdown! They beat Jamel Dean. Six-yard touchdown. And the Packers lead 13-3. Oh, what mastery on these first offensive possessions for Green Bay. Well, they didn't do much after that, though. They ended up winning the game, uh, Brady versus Rodgers. Not, not much offense. And, boy, Brady wasn't very good. A lot of broken tablets. No, rec- I mean, you look at the receiving core they were rolling out there, Pete, for Tampa. Well, both of them. Yeah, I mean, I mean, they were down a bunch too. They were down Watson. They were down uh, who was the other one? They were down another guy. But here's the thing: I don't think. Let me it, say this before you get into it, Pete. I don't think either Green Bay or Tampa want anything to do with the Jaguars. Let me tell you that right now. Oh my gosh! By the way. How bad is it that we – it's terrible. We have the – might be the last regular season game between Brady and Rodgers, and neither one of them had any weapons to throw to. It's crazy. Terrible. It was all defense. It was boring. And then the Broncos and the Niners. Broncos 11-10 to winners. Only the second time in league history there's been a final score 11-10. to The 49ers' final possession. Broncos defense gets the game-sealing takeaway. Ryan Radke on Westwood 1. Garoppolo wants the shotgun snap. He'll send it back to him. Garoppolo back to pass in the end zone. Steps up in the pocket. Looking. Dumps it short over the middle. That's caught. Wilson across the 15 out to the 20. Hit from behind. He fumbled. And the Broncos recover. Denver is going to win. Denver is going to win the game. The ball got punched out of the hands of Wilson. P.J. Locke knocked it out. Kareem Jackson recovered, and the Denver Broncos are on their way to two and one. Two and one. Nate Hackett and the Broncos somehow get a win. I didn't see any of that game, but reading about it and looking at the score, that looks like one of the worst Sunday night games in the history of the world. <laughs> it was bad. It was bad. Both offenses stunk, and Russell Wilson's not. You know, Jimmy Garoppolo made a bad throw and didn't play that great either, but. My, and he stepped out of the back of the end zone. But my gosh, Russell Wilson needs to pick up his play a little bit too. Well, what, what was the yelling between him and Hackett, or about call playing, run, run, pass, some play calling stuff? No, you're talking about last week when he was, oh, was screaming. That last run. Week? Yeah, Wilson was screaming at his. You'll love this because it's vintage Russell Wilson. He was screaming at his defensive players to yell run and pass when the other team was, uh, or his offensive players to yell run or pass when the other team was on the field. So his defenders could hear him. You know what I'm talking about? Pass, pass. You know how people scream, pass, are run, you, run. Are you, are you kidding me? That's what it was. <laughs> You're making that up. That's true. If I was on the sidelines and <laughs> Russell Wilson told me in the middle of the game to yell run or pass from the bench, I'd say you can take that and stick it where the sun don't shine. But what, what, what would make a guy even think about that? I don't know. That's crazy. I mean, that's like high school stuff. <laughs> right. <laughs> Maybe Urban Meyer told him to do it. Well, it sounds like it. 
Monday Night Football. It's a battle of rivals in the NFC East. The Dallas Cowboys at 1-1 and and the New York Football Giants at 2-0. and Cowboys quarterback Dak Prescott off to the side recovering from a thumb injury. Cooper Rush gets his second straight start. Linebacker Micah Parsons sick all week and questionable, but he could give it a go for the Giants. They've got early wins over the Titans and Panthers, and a win would keep them in a first-place tie with the Eagles. Who you got tonight in the Meadowlands? Um, Giants who? <laughs> Thanks Cowboys. for listening. Unbelievable. I'm going I'm going Giants. I, I, I don't <laughs> think the Cowboys can go back-to-back with Cooper Rush um, at quarterback. And I think Saquon gets it going a little bit tonight. I like the Giants. I like I like the Cowboys. I think I think the Giants have all kinds of issues, and Leonard Williams isn't playing on that defensive line. That's a problem for them. So uh, I'll take I'll take the Cowboys to win the game with Cooper Rush. I, and you didn't listen to my intro, Tony. That's unbelievable. I didn't at all. Not one second. It's really unbelievable. I, I heard the music. It was and a long. And, and you were really. Into that one, JP and Tony paid no attention because he was looking well, because at his he was phone. so poor last Zero. week. I, 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 was you know, it? Yeah, I, was it? He did two last week, though. Remember, two he did two. He did one, one in the first hour and one in yeah, the second point, hour. And I thought both stunk, frankly. Wow. And I thought the games weren't very good last week either. And so I checked out. Hmm. That's fair. They weren't very Whatever. good last week, were they? How about this, Pete? The last four national games, national night games, have all been stinkers. Yeah. Buffalo, well, Buffalo, last night's Tennessee. game was close. It just was poorly played. No, it was poorly played. The Thursday night game was poorly played. Be Terrible. Cleveland. Just, just right. wait until the Jaguars get flexed into primetime. That'll all change. That yeah, Tony hasn't gone there oh, yet. He hasn't I gone there yet. That. When's the flex start? When do they start later, flexing? I think. It's like week yeah. five, maybe? It's early. Yeah. yeah. Tony, you're out of your mind. Don't be surprised if the Chiefs. <laughs> Jaguars flex the NBC Sunday night you know, football. You know, we're like making jokes about it. If that happens, you're, I'm telling you, you're going to be amazing. It'll, oh. You'll be going nuts. It begins week five. Okay, give me week, who's week, what, what, give me week five, six, and seven. Games. Okay, week five, the Jacksonville Jaguars have the Houston Texans. No. Well, it's the ring, ring game, they might, just for the ring game. No. <laughs> yeah, yeah, just what everybody wants to see, you get a <laughs> yeah, ring. Right. That'll, that'll bring in the viewers <laughs> I don't think so. on okay, television. Keep going. keep going. Then at the Colts, and then home against the Giants. How about next? London. No. And no. then uh If the Giants the can win out. Until that game. Kansas City. Yeah, Kansas City. I might think Kansas be. City's getting flexed. <laughs> Sunday night. Tariq and yeah, Collinsworth. Just what the network wants. Two small market teams. Maybe New York, Jacksonville flexed. Both teams win out until that game. That'd be a big one. Pete, they have a great want, week. They don't, they don't want Jacksonville on any on Sunday night. <laughs> Pete Briscoe, Tony Vaselli, I'm JP Shadrick. Thanks to our entire crew, and thanks for listening. We'll catch you next time. It's Jaguars Happy Hour.